Welcome to the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Cass Henry. I'm on a mission to help women live their best and happiest life. In order to do that, I believe we need to live with a lot less clutter in our homes and in our minds. So if this is you and you're looking to learn the best tips for transforming all areas of your life, then you have come to the right place. Thanks so much for being here. Now, let's get started. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here for another episode. Today, I wanted to talk to you about your clutter, of course, and what to do if you're feeling overwhelmed. I'm going to give you five starting tips to do even before you start tackling your clutter. Recently, I was working with a client of mine and her realtors were in this space discussing the game plan for getting her house up on the market even faster. And as they were looking around, they were... the Even the realtors were like, I wouldn't even know where to start if this was my space. And my client um, expressed that she was feeling the same way. And so something that I really love to do is be given a really good challenge of where to start, where to go next. And also I really love delegating um, certain tasks to my clients so that they don't have to think about where to start, where to go next. I simply guide them every step of the way. However, if you are on your own and you don't have my help or another help of another professional organizer, then these five tips will be uh, really, really helpful. So let's begin with tip number one. Number one is decide exactly what you want. When you embark on the journey of decluttering and organizing your space, you're obviously doing it for a reason. So what do you want exactly? And why do you want it? What I express to a lot of my online clients when they're in my program, Clutter to Calm, I have them create a vision board first right away so that they have a visual of what they are going for. Um, Last year when I was training for my half marathon, I was staring at my vision board of my goal of running a half marathon and what my ideal body was going to look like. Even though I didn't reach that ideal body um, look, I did achieve running the half marathon and it's because I focused on my vision every single day, which I absolutely fell in love with and it kept me going. What you can also do if you don't want to create a vision board is that you can describe how you want your space to look and feel in detail. So sit down, grab a blank piece of paper, and you can do this either per room or you can do it for your entire home. And just write out in detail how you want each space to look, how you want it to feel. You can even add decor. You can add things that you um, may not want anymore or things that you'd like to add in. And then Bring the vision alive in your mind. You can close your eyes and visualize exactly how it will look and feel once you have put in the work, but it all starts with deciding what you want and why you want it and creating a vision for it. Number two is to write it down. Write it down as if it has already happened. So in the number one, you're writing down what you want and why you want it. Number two is to write it down as if it's already happened so that you can feel into it as if it's already here for you. And that feels so exciting. It feels so good. And it it has a different tone and feel to it. For example, 
I love the way my office feels now that it's completely decluttered, organized, and direct decorated the way that I absolutely love. I love spending time in here and taking care of it each day so that it remains my space of calm. So you can add as much detail as you want. It took me about six months, if I'm being honest, to get my office the way that I want it. When we moved in, I put all of the boxes, all the bins and everything in here that I had from the previous place, as well as a lot of the stuff that had to come in here it used to be in my garage. Uh, but we went from a double car garage to a single, which is where I stored a lot of my clients' supplies and what have you. So I needed to really pare down a lot in order to have my space the way that I really wanted it, which was clutter-free, um, free of excess, and um, it took a little bit of time to accumulate certain things that I wanted in here to have it feel really good. So my office serves as a little home gym area. I have my exercise bike and there's a, just enough room for a yoga mat, and then I also do my work in here. So it needed to be super functional and I wanted it to be super super clutter free and I had that vision in my mind and I knew where I was going and I wrote it down and eventually I achieved the goal even though it took about six months the fact of the matter is I didn't have a ton of time off so I took several hours here and there and then it eventually just happened so even for myself creating a like decluttering and organizing spaces does take time and so it will also take time for you of course so number three is to set a deadline for your goal. Set something just above realistic because sometimes we don't allow ourselves to think about how truly capable we are. And if when the deadline comes and you weren't able to achieve it, that is okay. As long as you followed every step, then you know that you gave it your best and you didn't leave room for excuses. Because if you have a goal, let's say to organize your kitchen by the end of March, so then you're going to look at your schedule and you're going to see when you have gaps of time that you can start tackling it. Number four is to make a list of everything that you need to do in order to reach this goal. So going back to the kitchen um, the kitchen example, you can write out every single cupboard and drawer that you have to tackle and then you can start breaking it down into small chunks. So if you want to look at your pantry, I wouldn't do the pantry as a whole, I would even break down the pantry into steps. Step number one is to get rid of like, let's say expired food. Step number two is to sort things into category. Step number three is to measure and figure out what containers you need to um, organize a space. Step number four is to go out and buy the supplies. And step number five would be to implement the supplies into the space. And that could take, if you're only doing one session or one part per week, that could take you four to five weeks. But if you were to say, okay, I'll tackle two of these per week, then you're going to get reach your goal so much faster and you're going to feel like it's moving quickly and you're going to feel really accomplished. So any space that you want to tackle, look at it as a whole at first and then break it down into small chunks. I would say into small chunks of like 30 minutes. So if you have, let's say, 50 bins that you have to go through, then you're going to do one bin per 30 minutes. Um maybe you'll get done more than that. But if you have a lot of paper or miscellaneous in those bins, it definitely takes a lot of time. So you can even, um, in step number five is to organize that list into a plan. Make it as pretty as you want, whether you need to be excited to execute. 
whatever you have to do in order to be excited to execute rather. So as you organize that list into a plan, start by writing out the, let's say the cupboards or the bins that you know will be easiest for you to tackle first so that you feel at ease and that it's a bit easier than you had anticipated. Like leaving the junk drawer to the very end is a smart idea or under the sink if that's a super cluttery mess, leave that to the very end and start out by tackling easier things just to build that momentum. And lastly, number six is to take action right away and do so each day until complete. As you begin, you want to build that momentum and continue with that consistency. So if you set yourself a very small goal, whether you're going to do it every single day or let's say every Monday, either way, it's important to look at your vision each day and comment on whether you are leaning towards the end result or if you're letting kind of excuses get in your way. And if that's the case, then why are you allowing this to happen? Why are you not pushing towards your goal? In number one, you decided exactly what you wanted and why you wanted it. But every single time you make up a reason as to why you couldn't show up and tackle that goal for the day, then you're not giving yourself that love that you deserve. So um, me personally, I started this um, 75 hard challenge and I mentioned it in the episode last week. And I did that because I was making up so many excuses as to why I couldn't take care of my body, why I was just having one more chocolate bar, why I couldn't get to the gym, why I had no time to read or go for walks or anything like that. But once I made it a non-negotiable, all of those happened and more. And I had more time, it felt like, because I planned out everything. I plan out when my workouts will be. I plan out my dinner in the morning. I do a lot of prepping. I do things Let's say I do my reading while I'm biking so that I'm not having to spend another 25 minutes after biking to read. Let's say you are going to tackle the kitchen. You can set a timer. Let's say while your rice or your noodles are boiling, you can set a timer for 15 minutes and tackle that one area of the day. It's so easy to fit these things into your everyday schedule as you're getting ready. Maybe you start picking through the top drawer of your vanity. Whatever it may be, drop the excuses because I know that we all have them and focus on what it is that you actually want and why you want it and focus on the feeling that you're going to have once you have achieved it. See it, feel it, embody it, and get excited about it and then work towards it. If after you've tried out all of these things and you're still overwhelmed with your clutter, please send me a message that I can help you. I will be relaunching my program Clutter to Calm this year where we will be doing live decluttering together as well as you'll be able to go at your own pace. But I do think it's important to have each other there for support, for accountability, for cheering one another on. I feel like we get a lot more done when we have someone there to help us. And so I'm super excited about that. But I can also come in your home and help you because we get so much done in a single session. So my friend, I hope that today's episode was helpful for you. If it was, please feel free to send it to a friend who might benefit. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and please leave a review because it really helps other people find the podcast and shows me that you like what's being said. Anyways, I hope that you have an amazing day. Thank you so much again for listening. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude and I'll talk to you next time. Bye!